comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. The whole world's waking up. All the city buses swimming past. I'm happy just because I found out on. You're listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast for season eight, episode 13 of The Walking Dead, entitled Do Not Send Us Astray. Or as Chubb said, don't lend me your ashtray. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Richard Chubb Toad Sheldon. What is going on? I call this the Walking Dead tantric episode. Tantric. It builds and builds and builds and then nothing. And nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Call so it the blue balls episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Russell Latham. I am rapidly running out of uh, runway to get caught up on Fear of the Walking Dead, but I oh, but I'm committed to. Wait, 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 wait. So where'd you where'd you leave? Episode <laughs> uh, one, episode like episode six or something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were still in L.A. That's when you left the show. Like I'm done with this thing. I, I I keep saying I'm going to start watching it, and I have yet to start yeah. watching. It's a hard watch, man. You better like buckle. You just close your blinds and you know turn your phone off. It's it's going to be a rough one. I mean, you, I don't know why you're even doing it. You could probably just jump on the. You can jump on right now. He's right. And yeah. Not even worry about it, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello. They're probably more ashamed of their own first seasons than <laughs> they would probably tell you not to watch them. Yeah, just start now where the crossover begins. That's right. But there's a cool guy. His name is Strand. You'll like him. That's all I'm going to say. He's pretty cool. You'll, yeah. like, you'll like him. You'll like him. That's it. Mr. Jim Dietz. Hey, you know what it is. What is it? What is it? You know what it is. Oh, is what that- is it? <laughs> That's what I that was crazy. I didn't understand. You that. know what it is. I was like, what and every, is it? <laughs> I know. Tell me. Every time you said it, I kept thinking black and yellow, black and yellow, because that's where you start. I'm saying, like, is it? Is it? I don't want to go to the Sierra Walking Dead. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. You know, if you don't sign this contract, you, you're done. That's it. I don't want to go. That's what it is. God dang it. I know. You know what it is. Oh, that was terrible. You know what it is. All right, guys. So here we are. <laughs> Did not send us to the ashtray, right? Well, what'd, what'd you call it, Chuck? What, what was it? What would you write? I don't know. I didn't have my glasses on. I was reading your post, and I could have sworn it said, don't lend us an ashtray or something like that. <laughs> that's really funny when you said that. Well, I guess that's what it is. All right. And, and, and then AMC, I don't know if you guys realize this. For those of you that watch it on like real television or at least plugged in television nowadays uh the uh, cable or satellite they they kind of like uh did a rickroll on everybody on everyone's dvr so they they if you looked at the guide it said it was a two hour and three minute episode mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was but, some BS right there. Yeah, and I, but I knew. But hold on, remember you texted me throughout the day, Ch- uh, Chubb, and I'm like, no, I think it was the terror because I, I they were going to preview the terror the first hour of All that right. new AMC show, and you're like, no, 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 it shows on the TV guide, and you sent me a picture. I'm like, oh my god, so. I started believing did it they, myself. I'm like, all right, this got to be what it is, but apparently it wasn't. So, did nope. anybody else turn it off five minutes into the terror? Because I it didn't had trick no me interest. I, it didn't trick me because I watched the I watched it on the site the next day. So it, it was I no didn't. Master and Commander. Let's 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 let's, uh, let's 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 leave it with that because I actually well, like that movie a lot. As soon as I saw that one <laughs> character actor whose name fails me, but um, he was in. He's been in so many damn things. Both of them were. Both of those guys were, right? Well, I only saw it up to... I remember he was in that um, Outlander or whatever on Stars. Oh, yeah, he was on Game of Thrones. He was in Game of Thrones. I I don't know why, but I just don't like that guy. And to see him on another show, I was just like, ah, I shut it off. (laughs) Lord, whatever his name was, Lord John or something like that. Yeah, Sir John or whatever they called him, yeah. I don't know. Just I, I, that act. That actor is very one note to me. So, yeah, I didn't think it was that great. But anyway, so they kind of snookered us a little bit. AMC pulled a fast yeah. one. They they made you. They made their DVRs across the world record, or at least across the U.S. record that show, whether you wanted to or not. I thought that was a little little, little, now, little tricky. And now they can say the most watched right. new series right. of the spring. You know, <laughs> that's pretty pretty good idea. Whoopsie Daisy. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. So anyway. Any initial thoughts on this episode, guys? Tantric. Um, Tantric. Uh, felt like high school. You weren't. You weren't satisfied. You didn't. <laughs> felt like high school. You felt like high school. <laughs> like I didn't know how it was going. The night was going to end, but I thought it would end better than it did. <laughs> It sure began great. Yeah, it started really good. It was like, whoa! I was loving it. it. Sure did. Yep. Yeah. yeah, when you could figure out, out when you could figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. 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 It was dark again. Yeah, dark. I mean, stuff overall, again. I I really liked it, but there were just a couple things that just I I I I think I'm sure they we'll get to it. I'm sure we'll hit all yeah, the points because yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, exactly I'm, what I'm you're thinking, right? Yeah. There's one thing in particular that they, I think if that's what they wanted to go, they could have done it a very different way, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it would have been just fine. And the way they did it is just one of those. It's just one of those eye rolly Walking Dead moments where you're like, uh-huh. okay, here they are. They're gonna treat us like we're you know stupid. You know that that you know the watchers of the show can't handle. Uh, it's just like the dumbing down of the watching of the show and that it right. just I don't know I just don't understand when they do that like yeah. how do you sit in the writer's room and go okay we're gonna do this and then everybody's like yeah man yeah yeah that's Gimple they're all yes men to Gimple it's like yeah me, you know what bothers me is when they do interviews about it and they talk and they sound like they're so smart like that that was like the greatest thing that they ever did well, they right. do that. that's so funny you say that yeah and, and smug, I go, I go, smug what? superior uh yeah, yeah they get it. so smug like <laughs> i just know everybody loved it i just know it they just love what we did we're giving the fans what they want yeah right okay yeah <laughs> it, was, ooh, it was so smart and you talk about a fall from grace i mean scott gimple the writer of clear who really, really had so much promise has turned this into a show this past couple seasons. It's just, it's fall from grace story. 
Yeah, and, and, and he, I could tell this Gimple had his hands over this episode, and of course this whole season, because again, he gives yeah. you the little taste of action. He'll just give it to you. He gives you a little taste, because here you go. A little bit. The first five little minutes, bit. all right, we'll give him their bullets, you know, we'll spend some money, we'll give him their little action, and then they pull it back. They pull you back. You mean, go, they ha- yeah, they, they, they put like, the brakes on the Rick, story, like like going from 100 to 0. Rick was going in like bam, bam. Shoot, shoot, well, they threw the gun again. You see him throw the AK again? He threw it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that too. This is a new move. Well, saw, that's like one of my least favorite tropes in any movie. I couldn't believe Rick did that. He did it twice in oh, two episodes. He throws it hard though. He, t- he takes it off. Goes, he wow. sure does. Yeah. Yeah. Did any. Did anybody else notice the fact that the Hilltop hired the same security firm that watches out for the Arrow Cave and Arrow? Oh, just <laughs> yeah. Out. yeah. People just in and in. out, yeah. walk right in. I will say it was a dark episode, literally, not dark like thematically, but literally dark. I missed a lot of details on the first watch because it's night yeah, That's what I was going to say. I mean, it was, I had to watch it a couple times. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, know the, I, know, I know the point was that they were trying to, like, you know, make it dark so they would draw them out into a big group or whatever. I mean, I get that. But there are ways around that to shoot it where it's, A, less confusing, and, B, we can actually still see what's going on, man. It's just really... That really bummed me out because, I mean, this is a very climactic battle we've been looking forward to for a long time. Right. And it would have been nice to be able to see what the hell was going on. You know? Yeah, there was and no the, climax, so tantric. The problem I have with it watching on the satellite, I don't know how it was like watching it through Amazon, but like with the satellite, it's the signal so compressed that especially in dark scenes, it just, it just aliases it's, and artifacts yeah. like yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah. So it makes it even yeah. more difficult to see. So I was curious, like, if you watched it you know on uh, streamed it like on amazon or through uh, like a higher quality where it's less compression if it actually looked any any better i did the live streaming on amc's website i mean i watched the live feed and it was it was dark it was very dark and you watched it early right you watched at 6 p.m your time right i watch it when it's on the east coast yeah okay so that's pretty cool and I watched it on uh, on the site, but I mean, I watched it on my phone, which is you know, it's the newest iPhone, and it's it was I brightened the colors bright on the thing, and the, <laughs> the brightness I all the way up. I have full bars, I have full bars <laughs> in my streaming, so it wasn't like yeah. it was on my data. And I'm just like, what am I looking at? Like, I, yeah, all I see sometimes exactly. is like you see guns you can see like sometimes the gun you can the muzzle see, flash and the muzzle flash and the muzzle yeah. flash yeah. and sometimes you'll see like the the boots or something like you can notice like the movement of the legs or whatever <laughs> and other than that i didn't know what the hell was going on well, you know so it, was, it wasn't it wasn't easy to tell who was who you know what i mean are, yeah, is this yeah. are these the are these the hilltoppers defending are those the guys running in where the hell are these guys you know are, are these i mean what's go, actually going on and then, like, in the scenes where you do see things, it's like, okay. And then a minute later, boom, it's gone again. You know, you can't. Yeah. But I was watching. I watched it in 720p as well. You know, high def, good screen, and all my bars and streaming and everything. I still couldn't tell what the hell was going on. So, yeah, maybe the Blu-ray will clear it up for everybody if, well, we, if we get to that point. And but. the thing is, is is let the actors do their job. I mean, look at movies. I mean, one that just jumps out to me is is Goonies. There's a lot of dark areas like areas where the characters can't see and they're speaking and acting as they can't see but it's still lit well enough to where us the audience can see what the hell's going on we don't need such a sense of realism that we can't see either you know that's, that's a good why point we watch that's, 
television. I remember I ain't seen in years, so I don't remember how it you, looked on the screen. But going back to the Walking Dead, remember like in the, the um, on the farm at night when 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 what's his name got killed? Um, Shane, uh, right? They had yeah. the moon. It was like a full moon, and they had this kind of glow. Yeah. You yeah. could do that. Like that looks still like you feel like it's nighttime, but you have a little moonlight or something kind of. Well, that yeah. I saw. Like yeah, you know, give me something. Clear, yeah, that was such a clear. Right. Green. Yeah. Like, why can't they do that at the nighttime scenes? Was, they're, going, they're going for this, real, this realism. I think, like you're saying, that's like, all right. It's almost already. like they want us to. It's almost like they want it to be that way so they can. It can make it look like it's like chaotic or whatever. I don't. Well, know. and here's the well, other there thing: ways, is, there are ways. There are ways. There are ways. I'm sorry, Chuck. There are no, ways to shoot it and make it feel chaotic without yeah. and still be able to follow the action. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just feeling like they're going but, for that grindhouse. Uh, effect. Yeah, you know, those grindhouse movies. That's a good. Where that's a good way to describe. That's it. what it makes me feel like when I watch it. Like they're trying to get that that kind of effect with the battles and stuff. And it's, yeah. just, it's but it just doesn't come off sometimes because of them doing that dark thing where they just don't right. think about people watching it trying to figure out because you're doing action sometimes. Like you can't go, just go by dialogue. It's like you, there's there's scenes of just. You know, people doing things, and then, but they're important to the plot for us to understand later on in, in another episode. So we should but be able to see this stuff. On the there first are watch. times where yeah. there are times where it's okay though. Like last week when Rick and Negan were chasing each other in the bowels of that building or whatever, and it was dark. That wasn't so bad for some walkers, reason. Every, yeah. But, well, the the reason why is because we were part of we were seeing it through their eyes. We were right. seeing the walkers jump out and everything else. Right. That that it actually fit. This is we're looking at, at at what's going on from the outside in. Light it to where we can see what's going on, and let the actors do their job and act mm -hmm. like it's dark. Yeah, that's like I'm, I'm looking at it again. Like I have it running just in the background right now. I, like there are scenes, yeah, and there are scenes where you see Rosita shooting, and it looks like she has no body. You just see a little hat. And the muzzle flash. Yeah, it's a... And the muzzle flash. If it wasn't for the hat, you wouldn't know who the hell it was. I wouldn't have known it was her if it wasn't for the hat. Like, what for were they real. doing that for? And we're not watching Rosita for her hat. Let's be honest. <laughs> not touching that one. Joe. Not going to do it. Stay, stay do woke, it. Raphael. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. <laughs> I love how woke it is here. It's definitely woke. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into it. So it was directed by Jeffrey F. January, written by Angela Kang and Matthew Negretti. Uh, the synopsis is written by Brandon Davis of ComicBook.com. We'll see where that takes us tonight. He's one, one or two little errors, but that kind of makes it fun, right? So yeah. the episode begins with Morgan Jones standing in the woods. Behind him, he sees the ghost of Gavin, who speaks to him and claims, like Jim said, you know what it is. <laughs> what is it? Actually, I miss Gavin. He really was pretty cool. Kind of, kind of sad that he he got off. He was a pretty good actor, but is what it is. And I, um, I, I could have done without the ghost of Gavin. Uh, I, uh, it, yeah, yeah. It made no sense, huh? You know, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You got me for I'm like waiting for you to answer it. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Okay, yeah, you know what it you is. You know why? Because we all want to know what the hell it is. What is right. it? Then? Like, what is? Okay, what do you guys? What do you guys think it is? It's the ghost of Gavin Marley. You know what it is. No, but warn him that he's going to be visited by three ghosts of Christmas future and past and whatnot. Russ, what I really can't tell about? you. I don't know. I really don't know what he's trying to. What that? 
it's supposed to signify with Morgan. It means his contract know. is up. You know what it is. Your contract <laughs> is up. You go into fear, baby, it's, whether you want to or not. You know what it is. Fear, is it about killing? Is it is it about falling back into that into that mode of killing? Is that what he's talking about? It's got to be about. I mean, it's got to be about Henry, right? That's what I thought. I thought. But what know, about thought Henry? What though? Exactly, though he didn't really yeah. like you know delineate what about Henry. You know, he tried to appease her. You know, Carol with him by saying the guy that did it is dead. Like, what else do you want him to do? Like, I don't, I don't understand what else they want him to do. I read a comment from somebody this morning that was saying that Gimple's basically just trying to get Morgan back to the clear Morgan before they let him go on to the fear of the walking dead, which sounds ridiculous, but it wouldn't surprise me. They want to just have him go crazy. Yeah. Well, well you know it. what I did? I did notice that in the darkness, I think part of them with the playing with the darkness is, I think they're trying to make the, the saviors look like there are more of them than they are. Because the way they bunch them up, yeah, number-wise, the way they keep it so dark and they bunch them up together, it really looks like it's like a hundred of them. (laughs) The way they have them out, and then when the light, it does, it really looks like there's more. So I wonder if that's what it is. Like, they want you to kind of, they want it to look more menacing that there's more saviors. I I mean, the last episode, we pretty much saw all of them in one area, right? And that, when they were waiting for them to come back, we were waiting for someone, you know, so you kind of knew there's about, what, 20 of them maybe, and... But it looks more menacing in the dark right. when it's that group together than it is when it's in the sunshine, you know, when it's in the light. Yeah, it no, doesn't it, look as menacing. So Morgan tries to attack the ghost, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, you know, when, when Rick used to see Ghost Laurie, he didn't really know what mm-hmm. to do. He'd just stand there and make faces and start sweating. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Morgan actually went up to him and tried to basically kill him with a stick. Right. Like, that was pretty... <laughs> I'm like, all right, go, Morgan. But no one was there, obviously. Um, he huddles against the tree until a horn sounds, prompting him to sound a horn, which continues the relay of horns, car horns, that is, back to the hilltop as a warning message. Although, uh, what is it? Daryl's got a little, like an old air horn, because there's no horn on his bike, obviously, uh, as a warning message. Jerry hears it and tells Tobin and others, it's on. Inside, Ezekiel, Carol, and others prep for battle. Henry wants to join the fight, but Ezekiel orders him to defend the house. I can fight. <laughs> and once again, Carol has to say, no, if you go out there, you're going to die. You got to stay inside. Listen to me. But I can help you. I can fight. I well, I kid, stay that inside kid, or I'll kill you myself. That kid needs to look at some flowers. <laughs> give me a gun and I can fight. I know it. Just give me a gun. Who give killed my brother? Who did it? Who killed my brother? <laughs> I'm going to oh. start shooting. I'm going to count to 100 and then I'm going to start shooting everybody. Tell me who killed my brother. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. It's not bad. Oh, God. That's Wait, also, who just left the key to the pen just lying around so a 10-year-old could get it? See, that bothered me, too. Like, all right, he got the especially, gun. I see how he got the gun, but not the, yeah. you know, not the key. Especially the 10-year-old right. that, that you know is going to go and do something stupid. Like, you, you, how many times has this happened where you, this is, the character is going to... You know that the character is obsessed with something, and it's in their grasp, and you make it easy for them to get to the, the thing they want. This is Coral 2.0, right? This is his... Yes. Uh, this is, yes. This is Carl under 18, so he's got a cheaper contract. Uh, this yeah. is Carl. This is uh, what you would call Carl uh, Reborn. From last week when when you put the, the person whose girlfriend the guy kills, you put those, you let her go with him alone. 
like stuff like that just really drives me nuts. Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do stuff like that? So finally, the, the kid stays in the house. Whatever. In the infirmary, a woman named Dana, which I don't remember her at all. Unless, me neither. Okay. I'm sure we've seen her maybe in glimpses, but I just don't remember this character at all, or, or she didn't have any lines. She organizes supplies with Sadiq, and she's kind of not friendly with him and bosses him around and you know, questions his medical knowledge or how much experience he has. And I don't know. She's just really pretty yeah. pretty really rough with this guy. I don't know what, what her problem but, is. But... but compelling enough to where I was like, this might be a cool character to have. Nope. nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says, people who don't know enough are more dangerous than people who don't know crap she tells him <laughs> he argues for himself and insists he's ready to help okay um and he's like oh this is where he gets speechifying he goes stop asking yeah. me stop asking me what i've done and start telling me what to do besides telling me where to put the damn blankets <laughs> yeah, damn that's, blankets. yeah that's kind of <laughs> what they were trying to get so he could speechify because he'll he'll probably be like this great doctor all of us you know they're probably leading up to that it'll yeah, be great exactly he's gonna redeem himself the healer right? Mm-hmm. So night falls, and Jerry sees the Savior's convoy approaching, and he gives this little crazy signal to like Maggie, like waving his hand back and forth, like it's on, it's on, that's it. And we see the credits, that's it. So the convoy, and this is where this is where a second watch helped because it looks like they just park, but if you watch it closely, the hilltoppers put out spike strips. Yeah. on the outside, which I totally missed that on the first watch, and I guess mm. so did Brandon Davis because he says the convoy just parks outside the hilltop. No, they were stopped by the spike strips, and yeah. even Simon says to a oh, rock. Yeah, because I missed that completely. Exactly, it, it was so dark. Them off the ground and moved them out of the way. Right, because Simon yeah, tells, tells a rock to move the offending things out of the way. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but it's, again, it's hard to catch that when it's so pitch black. Yeah. Um. Simon notices she barricaded uh, and orders his saviors to move the blockade. Well, again, they were spike strips. Maggie radios to him, and Simon informs her that Negan... Okay, so I love how Maggie does this. She goes, uh, I want to talk to Negan. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and Simon's like, well, I, I'm Negan, but on my birth certificate, it actually says Simon. <laughs> Who do I have the displeasure of talking to? Or something like that. I'm the, wi- I'm the widow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Maggie Ree, I'm the widow. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. And uh, Simon goes on to say that they received her care package, and he gave it to Negan. And uh, he goes, "Well, the bills come due, and you and your people are going to now have to pay." And uh, he says, "Quite dearly, I'm afraid." Uh. This is where Maggie then says on the radio, "She will then execute the 38 savior prisoners if she does not leave. If they do not leave." And then she gives the radio to Alden, one of the captured um, saviors. Uh, one that's kind of turning over, it seems like. Uh, all yeah, he's speaks one of the good ones. He's one of the, good, one of the ones. good ones. <laughs> so Alden speaks to the microphone and asks Simon not to spend this, this night dying. He says, hey, it's not a good night to die. Let's, you know, maybe we can walk out of this thing. But Simon's not buying it. He goes, the saviors you're in possession of, they're damaged goods. They got captured. They're on a pickle. They're on their own. Screw them, he basically says. So Gregory's then standing there, and he questions Maggie's decision. But she says it will ultimately work. Pretty cool scene. I thought it was pretty interesting. I like the, I like yeah, the radio. I, I, I don't know why Greg was allowed. Gregory was allowed to say anything. I don't even know why he was even there. <laughs> they had to give him a couple lines, right? Yeah. Simon tells the saviors to get the party started. Our goal is not merely infection, he says. It is conclusion, Simon tells everyone. And then Dwight kind of saddles over and says, hey, you know, this isn't what he'd want. You know that, right? He could still be out there. You sure you're going to want to face him when he sees what you did here? 
And Simon says, "You better to ask for better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission." D. Simon tells him, no. "Future problems, dude." <laughs> Suddenly, Daryl races up on his bike with a machine gun out of nowhere and guns down several saviors. And this is another part too; like people couldn't see who got killed and who didn't. Like nah, they lost people; they definitely lost people, but you don't know oh, how yeah. many, right? The gate opens. They follow him in. Suddenly, a pickup truck is loaded with saviors. Maggie orders everyone to open fire, and then the the, the bus, the school bus, kind of comes in and stops them from entering fully with their with their trucks. The saviors finally start firing back, striking several people with mucked up arrows. Um, Alden pleads with Maggie to allow him to help defend this place. Maggie looks around for Negan. Doesn't seem doesn't seem to see him. Carl and Ezekiel. Is it Carl? This is it's got to be Carol, right? Carol and Ezekiel lay down fire on the ground. Carl's dead. Tobin suddenly gets sliced by a knife and lays on the ground bleeding. I guess he was attacked by one of the saviors there. Again, it was kind of hard to see what happened, but he got right. he got rushed. Um, Carol rushes to him, and he goes, "Hey, long time no see." And this is the most. I didn't even realize that was Tobin because he had the That's beard. Tobin. He kind of had the beard <laughs> yeah, going I didn't on, right? Either. Yeah. yeah. I texted Craig. We were watching it at the same time. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? He's like, Tobin. I'm like, oh. I, yeah, Tobin, I baby. about what a, Another one of her suitors. Now, I knew Tobin was a goner, not because of the of the, of the, the stabbing. I thought that, that was 50-50, right? By the amount of lines he had this episode. He never, yeah, exactly. He never had more than like three or four lines in an entire never. episode, right? They gave never. him pages on this one. I'm like, oh, man. Toby. Mostly, mostly he would ask, he would say something to Carol or ask her, and she'd just say no, and that'd be the end of his line. That's right, yeah. That's it. You go, you go, here, to, here, you go to the barbecue tonight? No. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Here, here's the text exchange with Craig. I said, I don't remember any of him. He says, that's Tobin, baby. I said, oh, must have been all the drugs I did in the 60s. Memory is fading. <laughs> or, or that then, night. And then, or, that, or that night. Yeah. Yeah. Craig's response, he's got to be a goner too many lines this episode. That's right. I knew it. As soon as I heard him going on and on, I said, he's done. Yeah, he's he got to go. Yeah. You start talking about the future, that's when you're gone. <laughs> yeah. That's when you are gone, baby. That's it. I've always been a, I've always been pro Tobin, by the way. I, I mean, we joke about him, but I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah. He was all right guy. I never had a problem with I Tobin. I didn't have any you know? problems with Tobin. Yeah, you he, know, he and, seemed like you could, could be a sitcom and Carol yelling at him all the time. Yeah, so, yeah. And he's like, a big dude, just, and actually, he made a really uh, good walker. Like he was attacking those people. He really was like, man, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he was big, and he was jumping on the people and biting them up. But he managed to kill these three or four people at least. The one thing this did remind it did it did remind me of is how dangerous this virus or whatever it is is because right. it's not just you not only do you have to worry about walkers but you have to you know somebody not only do you have to kill them but you have to kill them twice well and it, apparent apparently too when you infect them with weapons instead of being bitten it creates a breed of ninja walkers because nobody can hear them coming we'll get to that in a minute going down the stairs well before that all right i'm sure we'll get to all this in a few seconds but you know yeah. I, i'll just be quiet we'll get to get to it tobin suddenly gets sliced by a knife again he's leaning on the ground long time no see he says to her while bleeding um simon then orders dwight to follow him in his attack Sadiq orders Carol back into the fight and comes over to help Tobin. So it's kind of a melee right now. We're seeing different scenes of the fight happening. Um, Simon and Dwight sneak up on Tara. And this is, this is a pretty cool shot. Daryl actually sees them, and he sees Dwight. So he's, he's looking at Dwight kind of across the field. He sees how they're sneaking up on him. And why, Dwight shoots him. What's that? Go ahead. Why wouldn't he shoot? 
It was a it was a it was a tent. Yeah, I know that was, it pretty... was a fabric tent. Yeah. Why not just shoot him? Well, then that guy snuck up on 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 uh, him. Did you see that when he when he no, screamed it was out? That. But it was before that. Okay. He watched he them because it was dark, Russ. It was too dark. Too dark. Have a shot, though. So anyway, Dwight shot an arrow at Tara to prevent her, I guess, I guess to make her go down so she didn't get shot with, with, with well, we're assuming his his weapon wasn't infected, but we don't know yet. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. I, right. I don't I think went, he, he did that to save her, so right. I doubt he would shoot her with yeah. a tainted arrow. Exactly, yeah. so I think, I think she's okay, but we don't know. I went back and watched it again, just that part, because I was like, okay, can you tell... Because I, I thought at one point I thought he put the arrow. I thought I saw the arrow tip and it was clean, but it it wasn't. After watching it again, it, I mean, my assumption is like you guys that he the arrow was clean because he wouldn't have right. shot her if it if it wasn't exactly. But what I was what I thought I saw on the second viewing was the thin part of the arrow, the the back the the part sticking out of Tara was was what I got confused with. But okay, um, but, but the arrowhead, the actual. Arrow yeah, you couldn't not... tell. Like I said, I okay. went through and watched the whole thing again, and it was not clear. I mean, obviously Simon had the bloody hatchet, but, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, you couldn't tell on Dwight. So she went down, and then we see what's his name, Scream- uh, Daryl screams, and this other guy comes up, and Daryl takes him down. And Daryl's kind of in, in, you know, kind of ninja mode too. This this episode, I mean, he he killed like six of them outside the gates, and he's running up on his motorcycle. He, I mean, he's he's doing some damage, definitely. But that was. That was something that kind of bothered me about their plan, too. I mean, they're all fortified. They got this good fence, you know, all in the gate and everything blocked. And I just don't understand why they would open it to let Daryl get through and then allow, like, all the the saviors through in that same hole. You know what I mean? It was to lure them in, wasn't it? To lure them in, and then they closed the trap with the bus? Yeah. Wasn't that the whole thing? The one my reasoning behind it was control the control the chaos right like mm-hmm. you know if they're sitting outside the gate they're going to scheme and find a way in maybe they regroup maybe they reinforce maybe they tunnel under right maybe they blow the thing up maybe they attack from they flank and attack from two sides like i, I think it's it's unpredictable if you mm-hmm. open the gate and then you put the bus in front and you force them to be funneled through that entrance you you know theoretically you'd pick them off yeah. um you know, doing that way. It's tactics. So that, yeah. that, yeah, that of all the things in the episode that that didn't bother me at all because because at first Jim, I kind of thought like you did. I'm like, well, that's dumb. And then well, and then cool, just cool as the episode, seeing him shoot up people though on the night on a yeah. bike, right? That's just it's pretty badass, yeah. right? Seeing him do that. But I mean, besides yeah, that value episode, of it, yeah. Just- <laughs> as it went on, I was like, okay, maybe this does make sense. It's like you control you control the manner in which they come through and when they come through, as opposed to letting them. Uh, get the upper hand on you. Yeah. Okay, I see. That was yeah. my. That was. I my thought the same thing though. Too. I agree with you. It was. It was tactical. It was a tactical maneuver to lead them in, to lure them in when they wanted to get them in. There was a phase two to the battle where she breaks the light bulb, and that's the signal, and then they all fall back, and then they, you know, we, we'll see it in a few seconds. But you yeah. know, there, there, there was there was layers to this. There was tactics to this. That was something else I want to ask about when you get to it. I know we're like a few scenes from there, but okay, go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Simon and Dwight sneak up on Tara. We got that. Michonne rushes over to Daryl to indicate everyone needs to retreat again because because Tara. I mean, um, one of the light bulbs busted on on the house. Like that was the signal when she busted that bulb. To and again, I didn't catch that on the first watch. I had to watch it on the second watch, and that was like 
that was a signal that okay, we're going to phase two now. Uh, I was trying to figure out what they meant by she signal. I'm like, what she, was the signal? She I busted out it, a light. So. Yeah, you actually saw it. They go, she shoots it out or hits it with a bat or something. The light gets broken, and that's the that's the signal, which I thought was pretty cool. No, yeah, I remember that now, but I just don't remember it being discussed beforehand that that was the signal. So no, I they didn't, didn't talk know. about it. No, they didn't. Oh. Yeah, they didn't yeah. mention that. Just we're watching it happen. So Michonne rushes over again, tells them they have to go. Um, the lights all go down. Silence falls on the hilltop. And they actually shot out. This is they shot out all the headlights of the cars that were nearby. So there's no lights. Everything is totally dark right now. Simon emerges quietly, leading a group. He splits off his group, saying, "Okay, a few of you guys go over to the trailers. You come over here, and we're gonna go in the house and do some proper slaughtering." Yeah, you know what? Okay, looking, this I'm... this is it. This is, I'm this, I'm sorry, Daryl. I gotta stop you right here. Okay, <laughs> oh, ahead, this is ahead. the point I was talking about. All of their forces are standing there in a big ass clump, right, in right. their trap, right by the yeah, bus there. Wait, yeah, right, and the bus is there. They're all just standing there, <laughs> just kind of standing there, looking around. They like for five minutes, like, and then Simon's like, "Okay, you go over here, you go over here," and they break off. Why didn't they just mow them down when they're all in one big clump? They could have taken them all right out there. Right there, like, you're right. Like, it's like right. shoot already, shoot. You know, yep. yeah, this is where they that. need that grenade launcher. <laughs> But I'm also looking at that part again with um, Daryl. He's looking at uh, Dwight and uh, whatchamacallit, walking towards Simon Simon and and, and Dwight walking towards Tara. He's staring. He could have just shot right into the area. Well, it looked like right he was there. kind of far. There was some distance there, but I, it, it wasn't, was a, it wasn't too tent. far for Daryl, though. Yeah. And, but, it was a tent. <laughs> but think about it. On the show... How many times have you seen them, you know, with with a thirty eight revolver from yeah. like three thousand yards hit a walker <laughs> headshot. in the head? Eyeball shot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But he's got a you know, automatic machine gun and he can't shoot these guys fifty feet away. I mean with a scope. Or if nothing else, it would have forced them to to duck and cover, right? Like they wouldn't right. have gone after Tara. Duck. Or he could have shot and said, Tara. You know, it just like I just it it, yeah, it almost it had just... had a feeling to me like he purposely didn't like kind of like when with Dwight and the governor last or Dwight and the governor Dwight and Negan last episode where he saw Rick coming down in the car and then just mm-hmm. didn't say anything um I didn't I didn't I didn't know if maybe he was trying to give like let's see what Dwight does let's see if he if he shoots Simon maybe or that's let's see what, what he, I, hmm. you know what maybe that's Kind of, I get, you know, thinking about it and you're saying it, maybe that's the deal. Like, because he did keep staring at Dwight. Like, he did, they tried to make it, he did have some kind of expression on his face when he was looking at Dwight to see if he was going to, I guess, I, you know what, I think he thinks, why didn't, if Dwight is on our side, he should have just killed Simon, Simon. right there. Yes. He was, that's he what behind, I thought was, was about to happen. Yeah, I did too. Because he was right in front of him, he could have did it if he, you know, like he really, uh, he really I see what you're saying. I see, and that's why he was pissed at the end. Is that what you're saying? That's why yeah, he... and I think that that's why we're. That's why when Daryl really goes gung ho at the what he does, it's. I think we're supposed to see that he thinks from the looking in, it doesn't look like he's on our side if he yeah. let Simon do what he was going to do, not knowing about the you know the arrows and probably not having that. You know, probably the hitting guts. her with that arrow probably saved her life because Simon was going to slice her. But with the it would have been super easy. It would have been super easy for him to take out Simon in the and all that chaos, though. You and are so did, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you are so right. But they're not ready for Simon to go yet. So, 
they could have solved that by having just one more person with them. Like they could have, or it's a couple more people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're absolutely right. Wow. And then they couldn't, you know, he had to turn on three people yeah. then as opposed to just one. Right. All right. Well, suddenly a roll yeah, of headlights. But the whole, yeah. But the whole grouping, like knowing that they were, they were, okay. So they get funneled in, into the courtyard. Right. And so obviously and when they get fired upon, Simon had to know, okay, we just got suckered. Right. Mm-hmm. So then everything goes mysteriously quiet. Like you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Like to Jim's point, that just like that's the part that didn't make sense to me. It's like, yes. Simon, why are you just okay? You just got snookered once, so in response <laughs> to that, you're just going to go out in the open and expose yourselves completely. Yeah, I let's all stand here for a minute, look around while I whistle. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't make sense? And also, they should have just had uh, they should have just had Dwight in front of Simon. And when and and that would have been like, of course he couldn't, right? He couldn't he, turn he, on Simon. Shoot him in his back, right? Yeah, right. And he should have, he should, and then he shoots the arrow because he knows that Simon's going to do the, right. you know, the so knife. So a little bit of blocking could fix this. Yeah, better blocking right. could have fixed this. So, yeah, right. that's true. Well, suddenly a row of headlights. Well, listen, <laughs> the writers know better, though, right, guys? <laughs> listen, man, man we, we wrote it a certain way, dude, all right? It's, it's, it's the way it's got to be. It's for maximum drama. We know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Suddenly a row of headlights come on, and the Barrington house unloads fire onto the saviors. Simon curses. He knows he got screwed right here again. His whole group flees. Rick finally comes out of nowhere, which I thought was pretty cool. And he's, uh, I thought it was actually awesome. I started clapping. I was like, all right, let's go. I saw him. <laughs> like, I actually <laughs> thought that was a cool tactic. I mean, because it, it's funny. The whole thing I was with, so they shot out the headlights that were pointed towards the house. Correct. So there's no lights and I was now. Like, right. I was like, well, why don't they just turn on a bunch of floodlights and then they'll blind <laughs> them. And then, right. they, you know, it's like you, I could see you, but you can't see me. That's what they did. Right. right. And then, and then when they actually did it, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like it's dumb. It's dumb that Simon and his crew are standing out in the open like that. But it was a yeah. cool tactic to to just like make everything dark and then boom, we're gonna hit the lights and and take Man, you out. Listen, if I it remember, was also oh go ahead, Trump. Well, I was just gonna say I, I'm not maybe I'm remembering wrong, but wasn't that like straight out of the comic? Wasn't there a scene in the comic like that? I don't know if it was Hilltop, but the whole with the lights and everything. I don't remember. I don't know. Oh, no, as, as, as stupid as that was, it was doubly stupid for them not to take advantage of them all standing together in a big club. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, to be real, Hilltop should have won. Should have should have ended this war right here. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. To yep. be real, yep. this should have this this fight was over. It was kind of yeah. a stalemate, though. If you look at the number of bodies, it seemed like an even. It was an even. They killed about the same number of people on both sides. It looked like it wasn't. I know, but if they won. had, but if they if they had just laid into them in that circle. When they were just standing there trying to figure out what. Oh yeah, of course. Do. I mean, I mean, yeah, they yeah. they could have been all over them out. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen too. I'm like, oh, this is great. They're going to slaughter them all. No. Nope, not yet. You got two more episodes to go for that. Yeah. <laughs> Rick we'll enters. From, yeah, we'll see. Rick enters from another angle and opens fire. This is going to have a big smile on my face. He's firing his AK-47. Uh-huh. Saviors are fleeing. Rick almost kills Sadiq, but he orders him to stay down. He sees who he is and says, stay down. Stay down. Is this stay the down. Scene where, is this, now, is this the scene where he throws the gun away like he's Close. not at it? Close. Like, Close. He, he's not out of bullets yet. When he runs out of bullets, that's when he throws right. the gun. Okay. Yeah, he does throw it. Morgan clears out other areas, sees Gavin again, who continues to tell him, you know what it is. Oh, just, Jim, you should say it. Jim, what does he say? You know what it is. <laughs> 
You know what it is. And he got a little loud towards the end, didn't he? He started getting loud. It did. Yeah. It did. And he had to do that little comic thing. He had to go into that Jedi trance he does when he, when he doesn't want to lose his mind. He starts he shaking just, his head a little bit. He's like, oh. he, just, he just hustles. He does a, he does a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm all right now. I'm all right now. I'm working again. I'm working again. I can do this. I love it. Maggie and Rick run out of the hilltop's gate to continue firing at the saviors. Uh, they get away, and she goes, I wanted them dead. Maggie says, all of them. Negan most of all. Rick tells Maggie, I tried to kill Negan. I, I, I almost got him. <laughs> I didn't get him, but I tried. I didn't get it. I tried. <laughs> I, tried. I, I, I wish Maggie had the joke she had answered her back in the same voice as him. <laughs> Kill him! I couldn't do it. I want him dead. Yeah. Rick. <laughs> and then, and then, she says, then she says, "Thanks." I have to expect her to say, "For nothing." For you nothing. Know, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> He's like, "I tried." She goes, "Thanks." For nothing. For nothing. For nothing. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it was it was a it was a great you know controlled chaos like you guys said. I think it was a great fighting uh, scene, although. The darkness of it. It was still. It was the, the music was upbeat. Like they had a lot of pace going. It was a very fast paced battle, and I loved it. Oh, it's a quick battle. It's a quick battle. I'm thinking no. the whole episode's gonna be like this, but no, no. no. So That's the, so much. Yeah. So the next day, walkers are piled up against Hilltop's walls. Terror and Daryl discuss Dwight shooting her, and she even says, "I was with the governor." Daryl tells Terra tells Daryl. And Daryl references his brother. Somebody, somehow Moreau got in this conversation, too. I don't know how that happened. Well, she mentioned no. She mentioned But she doesn't yeah, know who Moreau was, him. though. But I don't know how she knew who Moreau was. You know? Well, I mean, you can assume they had No, she was with the governor. He was with the, yeah, he yeah, was, but that was with after the Moreau was dead. Yeah. She was with him after he, when he, oh, when he, right. after he had the beard, man. Oh. It, was, it was bearded governor right. she was with. Oh. So, I mean, how does she know who, who Merle is? Well, you know? because they were traveling all together after that. They you swap know, stories? The, okay. You know, there's not exactly, they can't, you know, stop off for a matinee somewhere, so they're probably telling <laughs> stories, and I'm sure it came up. Uh, <laughs> tell you the story of a man named Merle. <laughs> he, he cut off his hand. <laughs> and his smell would make you hurl. Uh, uh, I want Jim with a with a, like a banjo playing. He's like playing a little banjo. And he's doing the whole song. Let me, let me tell you a little story about a man named Merle. <laughs> that would be awesome. Was, I thought it was cool. Awesome. It was cool that she shouted that she did mention that she was with the governor though, because we all said that last. We week. all said it last week. Like I think, yeah. yeah. And I wonder if they, I wonder if the writers said we have to address this because she's she's getting a little too crazy. I wonder if they actually went in and threw that line in for a certain reason. I don't know, it but just, it just she's proves talking. That, it yeah. proves that the writers listen to our show. That's right. So well, they heard us talk about. They're like, oh, hey, those guys on the podcast said something about it. They better put that in the next episode. Then they must have a time machine because they must have fast forwarded six no, months did. and then went back. Right? That's no, pretty cool. Did. But she's talking with sense, which, which you know, that's not a good sign either, right? Sense. That's yeah. not a good sign. Because she's like, it's my fault. I shouldn't have did. like all that stuff we were saying in that episode. It's my fault. Yeah. I shouldn't have went after him. It, we, you know, it was the wrong time to do that. Pushed him right into the arms of the. Of the saviors again, and Daryl's like, "No, no, that's it. <laughs> no, you're wrong. No, no. 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 
That's what it looks like, girl. yeah. He killed your girl. It's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> he's done with Daryl. He's had enough. He yeah. Enough. Dwight wants, Dwight's going to get, I don't know if Dwight going to make it. I don't, like, Daryl might, even if Dwight saves somebody, I can see, I can see Daryl killing him just yeah. out of reflex. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, and just doing it anyway. Well, no, Dwight will save his life, and oh, that'll yeah, happen. Okay, okay, yeah. Inside, Rick removes barricades from Hilltop's windows, which I don't understand. They spent a lot of time putting those up to protect the house, well, and he's we don't just have power anymore. Yeah, it gets a little stuffy up here. Kids gonna get hot. Kids gonna get ass. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta open the window. And Michelle, Michelle was trying to be. She's trying to talk to him. She, you yeah. know what, Michelle's yeah. like, I brought you a turnip. Yeah, I brought you a turnip, baby. Yeah, you can stick That's that. Right. You can stick that turnip where the sun don't shine. Uh, all I know, Michelle, bring me a turnip. But listen, I, I'm gonna talk to Michelle, and I'm not gonna be like that. Yeah, he was a little cold to her, man. What, what, I'm gonna be like, hey, yeah, baby, thank you for that turnip, baby. Put that hat. I'll, I'll, I'll do. I'll do it. I'll do an errand. I'll do an errand. You mean? Uh, Black Panthers and I Guerrero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, exactly. right. Sorry, yeah. Right. Yes, thank, thank you for channeling Aaron. I appreciate that. Why you ain't got the purple group? I want the purple group. So that's it. So yeah, they, they, this, they had a scene where they're just taking off planks off a window. That was really the no. whole scene, and that was very strange. Yeah. It was just a scene to show that Ricky's still mad. Well, wait, wait, he's not mad at her though. I thought they were okay. Like, no, no, no. What's, what's, he's what's his problem? He's just in I gotta kill Negan mode. That's all. He <laughs> he's knows. getting pissy yeah, again. I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, he's in that mode. Like, gotta get Negan then. Before the letters come out, before Carl's letters come back into his life, <laughs> he's gotta be. He's gotta be extra angry before this. The finale. <laughs> They're building up. Because you know it's coming. Because you know the letters are coming back. <laughs> Outside, Jerry digs graves with Cal. Uh, bodies have been piled up into a pickup truck. Maggie approaches and cuts Alden's hands free. Says she'll let them bury the saviors outside. Uh, but he insists they aren't his people. But he's glad to see them that way. Uh, so anyway, this is where we kind of noticed. Well, I know because one of the listeners said they didn't, you couldn't see who got killed. You can kind of count the corpses almost on the pickup trucks. It was about maybe like I don't know, ten people each. Seemed to get killed mm. on each side. It seemed like I mean, just no, there's more count. than that. Like, is I, there? Yeah, there's more. Yeah, because yeah. when I went, went and rewatched it, Rick alone killed almost ten people just himself. Had to. Had I mean, he to. yeah he He's he gunned boy. down yeah. three. Then he he hatcheted a he, bunch of them, right? Yeah, he knife. He hatcheted three, and then there was like he cut he shot a couple others, and that wasn't even all the ones that that Daryl shot and nope. some <laughs> of the others. Yeah, I I mean, there's probably at least a couple dozen that that they. That they killed. So you think the hilltop won the encounter then, as far as body counts concerned? Yeah, yeah. Okay, or it was well, very close. well until later. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say know. at this point in the show, right? So, okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. they won the battle. They didn't win the. <laughs> they didn't win the yeah. war. <laughs> um, let's see. Diane of the kingdom tells Maggie she's a good leader, and uh, she says, "I knew it before, but last night you saved the gates. You saved the community. You saved lives." And Maggie says, I, I sent Negan that body in a box to make him mad, to lure him here because I wanted my husband's grave to be the last thing that he saw, even if it came at a cost. I don't know if that makes me a good leader, she says. I do know the only regret I have is that Negan is not in that pile of bodies. 
So we see a little bit of Maggie's motivations, not just protecting Hilltop. She's definitely nursing a big uh, revenge, vengeance, vendetta. Oh, yeah. She's in the mode. She's in the mode, she's yeah. In the, the Rick mode. She's in the Rick mode, too. Like, I got to kill these guys. I want them dead. I want them dead. You're not going to kill them? All right, I'm leaving the show. <laughs> right. You're not going right. to kill him? Okay. I want him dead. I want his house burned to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no? All right, I'm going yeah. to ABC. Screw you all. That's right. <laughs> In the infirmary, uh, infirmary, Carol sits with Tobin. Again, this this is where he's got some moral lines. She apologizes for how she left Alexandria, and they kind of go on and on. And basically, she admits that she was starting to catch some feelings for him, and I think it scared her a little bit, and that's why yeah, she left. You know, she was catching feelings. She was, catch, she was catching some feelings. And that's why you know she goes. I was, I was pretending, but then I, then after a while, I wasn't pretending, and that scared me. And blah blah blah. And okay, so she had to go. Um, I was trying to save a life. Carol tells him. Uh, but when the saviors weren't eliminated, she couldn't. I felt like maybe it wasn't going to pretend again. Maybe. Um, let's see here. Tobin insists uh, the end of the fight is what we're fighting for. Again, he's trying to tell her that, look, you know, what's going to happen afterwards? And she's like, what do you mean afterwards? We're always going to have to fight. He goes, no, we're fighting so there's the end of the fight, so there's some peace. And she's trying to, he's trying to give some wisdom to her. Mm. But that's the end of Tobin, I'm pretty sure. Because that was the yeah, most. Yeah, oh, you know. That was yeah, the most. Because she loves, she goes off when she it trails off when she says we fight, we fight for another day, right. or another night, exactly. And then and it, that's it. Like it, like for it's such a it's such a ooh it'd be cool to do that. Like have her say another night. I think it's, it's foreshadowing. She says I think it uh, I might just accept that some of us are lucky enough to just live, and some of yeah. us are lucky enough to just fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which you, you already got it. Like it's, it's her living through this thing and him dying. So across the pile of dead saviors, Jesus keeps an eye on the prisoners, but Henry comes across a gun. Ooh. So Henry picks up a, one of the rifles. On the Barrington House's steps, Sadiq offers to treat Rick's wounds, and he kind of comes over and wants to do like a little prayer session with Rick. Uh-huh. But Rick didn't want to hear it. This was very weird. It was very, it was a very odd little scene. Like I'm like, wait a second. So Sadiq's gonna cut, treat his wound. Then he starts going into some prayer that he heard when he was a little boy, and he says, "Do not send us astray." After that, Sadiq tells him, "Rick's like, forget it, stop it." He's like, "What? I don't need an ashtray." Yeah, I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't smoke. <laughs> Where's Deegan? Where's... Come on, you love it, though. Inside Hilltop survivors thank Maggie for her work. Uh, She watches everyone pile onto each other and sleep. Pile onto each other? Okay. And sleep on the floor inside. So they're all kind of in the house sleeping on the floor and just trying to get a few winks. Uh, Okay, stop right there. Yes. Nobody's on guard duty. Nobody. Nobody hears a damn thing when this guy's about to fall down the stairs. So when you say guard duty, you mean like internal guard duty, not outside the house, inside the house. Anybody on patrol. They didn't seem like they had anybody on patrol. Well, they could have been outside the house. Jesus was out there outside the house. I swear to you, I'm watching the scene now. You're talking about It's funny because we're up to the scene where they're walking into the room where they're all sleeping. And I swear it looked like they even walked over a body. (laughs) <laughs> to get into the room, and now the guy's falling down the stairs. Yep. All right, it's so like nobody hears that. Like it's ridiculous. So yeah. back in the infirmary, Tobin's breathing gets heavy. We see that he's about to something's going to happen with him. Um, a man goes out to get the doctor, but Tobin emerges and eats him. 
Dana moves in to investigate and discovers the blood on the floor and gets bitten herself. So just starts in the infirmary, obviously. Now, here's my problem. I know that falling down the stairs is probably most of your problem. We'll get to that in just one second. Yes. But, but before we get to that, didn't we establish early on in this series that if you get bit, you get this fever, right? Right. And the, yep. or, and the fever kind of takes a couple of days to work its way through you. In uh-huh. fact, we just saw it with Carl yep. less than a couple episodes yep. ago, right? Where yep. you got a couple of days in you at least. You got, like, we saw it with Jim, yep. Jim against the tree, right? The, you got some time, they do, they you got some time to put your affairs in order, right? Sometimes. Yeah, they say it could be a little faster than others, depending. Well, hold on, hold but on. But you still got time. They said the reanimation good. time is faster than others. So, like, okay, if you die, then the uh-huh. turning time varies with the patient, right? Or parries with the guy, right? Well, but, yeah, the, yeah. But the fever always seemed to last a couple of days. All right, even with, what's his name? Bob Stuckey, Tainted Meat, right? He got bit. Uh-huh. They cut off his leg, yeah. whatever. He had a couple of days to put his affairs in order, right? They all said goodbye right. to him. Okay. Right. Suddenly, they get scratched with these weapons from from uh, the hilltop, from, you know, the saviors. They're all dying within a matter of, like, eight hours? And they're all turning sense. right away, like, at the same time? You're, you're chain- It's Again, you're messing with the... The rules. You're changing your own rules. Don't change the yeah. rules. Right. They could have made yeah. – I know it's, it's it probably would have delayed the, the story thing, a bit, but – The thing can, is, is when they get bit, yeah. I think it takes time for the virus to um, to cultivate and actually start spreading throughout the body and make – And you have to up. actually die. You have to actually die before right. you become a zombie, but, right? But the but fever here, is what kills you. It's like it's like a, it's like a very hot fever. That was right, what I described but it, it. Right, but it won't but, kill you in a, in an hour in, overnight. It no, won't kill you in like four hours. Like right. no, it'll kill you over days. With tainted, t- tainted blood and and viscera and all of that. The virus is alive and well, so it doesn't have to take as long to spread throughout your body. Plus, hmm. like with Tobin. He was sliced right over his chest, and to me, when he died, it looked like he had a heart attack, not just the fever. So I'm wondering if, like the the nastiness of the virus, just killed him quicker by right. weakening his heart. So what you're saying is they're changing the rules, and if you get um, sliced with a weapon that's been doused in guts, you get the fast track to death. You don't get the whole fever thing. You just kind of go right to dying within hours. That's what happened. Yeah, still, I think he still got the fever and stuff, but yeah, he's still, the only he's still got the fever. yeah, the only justification I found with it is there's a difference between getting bit and and having a, a very large open wound infected and and it's spreading that way. And I guess like originally I kind of changed my tune a little bit on this because the last time we talked about this, I was like, well, you know, they spread themselves in guts and you know they probably got it in their eyes or their mouth or something. Um, but I think the I think the thing with this is is just the fact that it, the emphasis is on it being a large wound. Like if this isn't in ju- deep. Like this isn't just superficial. Um, you know, it's just like being around. I guess just like being around somebody with a cold, right? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're going to get it, but you know, you know, jackass turns around and sneezes right in your face. You know, odds are not very good in your favor that you're going to be able to beat that out. So right. Um, so I just I just took it as okay he he had this serious injury probably lost a lot of blood was weak to begin with and then he gets you know add add this infection infectious material that I mean two the weapons they had dipped in whatever blood or guts or whatever I mean they did that a while back so like this stuff has been like festering for it for almost twenty four hours at this point. Um, 
So God knows what kind of like bacteria, viral nastiness. Well, whatever. did they bring buckets like Negan had, like to dip them in? Like didn't they? Yeah, get... yeah. But okay. I mean, but that was the previous day. I mean, that was. Yeah, and it's hot outside. Yeah. So no, obviously, didn't they dip them in the? Well, we didn't see it, but didn't they dip them in the buckets maybe before they went into the hilltop? Like so, they had That's fresh. What I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I think we... it was before they left. I don't know oh, if they did it right before. But like right before they the entered the hilltop. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were prepping it before they left wherever, you know. That was at the, at the sanctuary, right? But I'm saying, did yeah, they, yeah, yeah. maybe they brought buckets and they dipped them in they, fresh. I mean, who knows? They did but... bring buckets because Negan had one of the buckets Right, in his that's what I'm trying seat. to say, right. right. Yeah. yeah. I guess what I'm getting at is if the original dousing of the weapons, so to speak, happened almost a day ago, mm-hmm. all that, I mean, th- think about think about a dead body, <laughs> And 24 yeah. hours later, what that smells like, right? So yeah. you've got all this nastiness on your weapons, and it's been that way for 24 hours. It's whatever it, whatever. It's it's not less infectious after that period of time. It's definitely more infectious. Um, okay. All right. So I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I guess that I can, didn't bother I, me because <sighs> it, it seems like in the course of this show, they've always played a little fast and loose with how long it takes people to die, yeah. how long it takes people to turn. Uh, that's that's not anything new to me. Like they've always kind of it's it's just been whatever kind of suits the story, and I've just kind of learned right. to live with it. I thought they were pretty consistent though with the bite fever die thing. Like you know, but the fever was always you had time to put your affairs in order. It wasn't this quick. Turning right, we've thing. seen people die from. The flu, I like, I mean, like right, the prison. Remember, that well, was the flu that no. killed him. It wasn't the bite, though. Remember that? Well, like getting bit. It, it, but we've seen people get like bit in the shoulder, and then they're dead, and they turn. You know, we've seen somewhat rapidly. We've seen, you know, where, uh, you know, we've seen people die from things that we've seen them die quickly from things that you would think would, you know, like. Shot in the gut or whatever, and that's like Boomy's dead, and now they're now they're we reanimate you know, quickly, right? They come back pretty and quick. It's like yeah, yeah, you probably would take a day or so to maybe bleed out from. I something see what like you're saying. That. I see what you're saying. So, so so it's not just dying from the fever that they play with the time with. It's dying in general. They play with the the times of like that. Like, okay. Yeah, and then and then like I said, and then when it actually comes to you know how long it takes to re- you know like we saw what with Amy, like she died the night before, and then right it took her six took eight a- hours to turn into yeah, a, yeah right. Yeah. And sometimes these people die in you know, two minutes later, their, their turn. So it's like right. I said, to me, that's all they've always kind of played a little fast and loose with that. And that's just the consistency is there's no consistency, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing to remember too, is it's a virus and it's been a few years now. I don't know exactly what the timeline is since the world ended, but it's like been two, at least two and a half, two and a half, three. And a half three, or, three. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Viruses mutate. So, I mean, it could change over time too. Oh, Sure. I mean, yeah. well, ne- I mean, they'll never want to get into that. I mean, they no, could, no, I, I, get into it. I hear a lot of excuses here for inconsistency in the right. Yeah, yeah. No they, offense they, to any of you guys, and I told, and you know what, everything you're saying is it could be totally true and everything, but it just seems very inconsistent from from case to case. Yeah, and that's, I, and I guess that's why I kind of, I, I guess. It sounds silly, but that's kind of why I give it a pass is because it's, it's always inconsistent. It's consistently inconsistent. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like it, it's like skill set, too. Like they mess with right. that. Like, they're totally amateurs. To, like they could do all the stuff that they did. They're getting them, uh, the plan, getting them down. They're, they're superheroes when they fight. Right. But then did not have anybody be awake 
to like do guard duty when you know that they're still right outside somewhere? Well, again, you're saying guard duty. I mean, there was nobody awake inside the house. There was Jesus That's was out I mean. there. There was people out there outside the no, house, not I mean, inside. No one, yeah. yeah, but you would think so. Nobody that saw Henry in the across house. the parking area or right. any you would of that. They would leave, you, you think they would leave like, well, somebody should be up just in case for the injured Cause, because of that problem. Like, you exactly. never know. If somebody passes, somebody's in like the third story window looking out to get a better vantage point or, and I'm sorry, of all those people, law of averages says you're going to hit one person. That's a light sleeper. I don't care what you say. Like if that was me, like somebody creaks, you know, a board on the stairs and I'm up, (laughs) like I am the world's lightest. So if you were sleeping on the floor, somebody goes flying down the stairs, especially in this world, I mean, And we and then people in the military tell you all the time, like they might have been heavy sleepers when they're civilians. But once you're in a situation where you're always under fire, you will train yourself to be to be awake at a moment's notice. It's just the yeah. way your body is. Right. Adapts. Yeah. So there's just no way that you would just sit there and let people walk by big dudes walking. The floors are like wooden floors. <laughs> they make noises. Like it, it's no way that they're not going to make any noise. And you want to be, you want to have a contingent of, of people up and ready because you don't know. Yes. Are they coming back? Are they going to storm the castle? What's yeah. going on? You can't you have them go to sleep, sleepy time. Out. Night nap time. Every, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Everybody don't get nap time. They all went to they all went to nap time together, and the guy yeah. t- tumbled down yeah, the this, stairs. This, yeah. this isn't the Latham House after Thanksgiving dinner, for right. God's sake. Like right. you know, right. sweatpants are all full. <laughs> They're all knocked out, feeling good. All I know is ever since I became ever since I became a parent of small children, I hear one noise, it wakes me up. You know what You're I mean? Right. And right. It, if exactly. I'm in a, if I'm in a freaking zombie apocalypse uh, where I know that like uh, the 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 saviors or zombies are going to come for me any second. I'd, I'd wake up on a on a dime drop, and I'm with you, Russ. So, yeah. so quite true. Obviously, it started in the in the infirmary. Then the guy turns up in the Barrington house. He falls down the stairs, wakes nobody. <laughs> yeah, it was very pretty pretty I, good I fall too. I want somebody to do. I want somebody to do a YouTube sketch of just the zombies doing everything, like cooking. Uh, doing all falling, falling down the stairs, windows, right? Yeah, doing all like there's just so much time for them to do whatever they want, like or just take this whole scene and just underlay the Benny Hill theme song under it. Ah, perfect. <laughs> I think they play uh, spades for a minute. They, you know, like they're just doing whatever they wanted to do. I'm like, are these people dead they, on the floor? They, 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 they didn't move at all. They didn't move one bit, and the guy fell down. No, was, yeah, right. the, the sleeping <laughs> dead. <laughs> <laughs> this was another favorite part of my texting with Craig last night too. Was right here. So I said, also him falling down the stairs wakes no one up. Craig says, yeah, my girl slid, said the same. <laughs> and then he slid across the exactly. floor. Yeah. yeah, she got yeah. pissed at that point. You're right. My, 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 I was sitting watching with my girl, and, and she's like, "What? The guy fell down the stairs." She goes, "What? Nobody woke up." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, says, it was yeah." He so. says, yeah, my girl said the same thing. And I said, and by your girl, you mean the inflatable bop bag with a pick of Lauren Cohen tape to no, it. No, I have a real... <laughs> she's a real oh, breathing oh female. Uh, okay? sir, yes. your, your, your response was, yes, how did you know? So. <laughs> I, did, I, detect, I detect a whiff of jealousy here. Uh, uh, I, I think I do. I mean, I we've been I together do. for like 12 years. She's pretty real. Last time I checked. Uh-huh. And, uh 
We make sure we make sure every time it's Walking Dead, and she listens to the show too. So hey, baby, uh, you know we 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 watch it together. If she if she can make it, you know she'll come by and we watch, we watch it together. That's it, you know. I'm not wrong with that. I know, I'm it's, not it's a little thing we do. You gotta think, snuggle, think, snuggle, watch think, The Walking Dead. That's how it goes, you know. Oh, I think I think Chuck threw some shade right there. I think he was thinking, like, <laughs> I want a little shorty I can watch it with. I want a shorty I can watch it with. You, you know? you'll, you'll find so one out there in Seattle, baby. You'll find one out there. Get your shorty. <laughs> You, you, it's it's a, call it, baby. That's it. <laughs> but she gets pissed though. That's the right? she gets pissed because she's a big uh, Negan uh, fan. So it's like, of course. And I'm course. I'm more Rick than Negan. I, I, I Negan falls gets killed tomorrow. I couldn't be happier, right? I'm I'm like I'm more about Rick and him winning, and so we kind of had that whole thing going, and and. Uh, you know, so I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Rick, and she's rooting for Negan. Last week it was pretty funny when they're, you know, when they're fighting in the, in the basement. But anywho, so uh, Henry approaches Gregory in his, in the prison. Gregory uh, kind of wakes him up with the muzzle of the gun. Gregory begs to let out, let him out, but Henry wants to know who killed his brother. Who killed my brother? Gregory uh-huh. tries to reason with Henry and get the gun from him, and says that killing whoever killed Benjamin will make Henry feel better. Won't make him feel better. Alden steps up as Henry threatens to kill people uh, until he finds out. Uh, he promises it won't make him feel better, of course. Suddenly, screams ring out from the house. Inside, Maggie sees people getting eaten by walkers. Daryl rushes in to help people. Ezekiel's there, too. Sadiq rushes in, tries to stop blood flow as Rick chops off an arm. And that was pretty cool. Rick just had to be coming by at that moment through all the mayhem. He sees the bit arm. Sadiq holds it down. He goes, Rick, I need your help. He goes, I got it. Takes the hatchet and just, you know, just does a little, pull, pulls a Herschel on him. Uh, Michonne and Jesus put walkers down inside. So, again, all the, all the main characters yeah, kind of yeah, show Jesus up. Yeah, Jesus does a kick. Jesus oh, he did, like a he did that. Kick. He did that Bruce Beth Lee cross kick. He did that. <laughs> And she stabs him, and then she stabs him in the head with the with the sword. That was pretty. Best cool. zombie kill of the episode. Yeah, it, it, he just held him there with the kick. It was like a yeah, it was like a you know a restraining move. It was great. Yeah, it was pretty funny. They flee from the house, and Jared watches everyone flee from the house. Jared's one of the prisoners. Henry enters the prison again. Who knows how he got the key? I mean, he's definitely following following in Coral's footsteps here, young Carl that is. But he enters the prison and demands they reveal themselves before he starts shooting. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Yeah, we know what's going to happen here. Yes. A savior has now become a walker and starts attacking the prisoners from inside. Jared tackles Henry and leads everyone out, grabs the gun, obviously. Gregory thinks about helping Henry but runs and leaves him behind. So Henry's left in the pen. All the saviors are now out because he opened the door for them to leave. Mm -hmm. That is some of the laziest effing writing (laughs) Exactly. I'm I'm glad you said it because I was going to if you didn't, my brother. I was like, what the hell? And they've done this before. They go to this well so many times. It's so like they could have. I don't know. They there's there's a thousand ways they could have done it toward these these the 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 sanctuary people escaped. I mean, they could have been secretly, you know, filing away at the fence. They could have. I, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's whatever they could have, you know, just decided. Okay, they had enough. Everybody's asleep. Whatever. But for the kid, like, first of all, why is this kid so? Why w- he's he's ten, right? So yep. if 
if Morgan and them told him, nope, you killed, you know, he's the one that killed your brother, you know, he's been taken care of. Why would this kid not believe them and be so convinced? Right. Did I miss something as to why? I, because I don't feel that I don't feel that Morgan was that convincing when he told him that Gavin. This kid's was ten. How, yeah, I know. Convincing you have to like, be to a ten-year-old. Yeah, like how the hell would he know the difference between if he was the killer of his brother or not? Like how he'd have no, there'd be no idea. Like he'd and, have no idea who killed him. And I'm sorry, but there's no way this 10-year-old kid is, even at 10, you're smart enough to know that you're not going to open a gate in front of a, okay, you got a weapon, sure, but it's full of adult, full-size grown adults. Right, they can rush you. Yeah. Why gonna, would you have to open the gate when you don't? Well, that's the other thing. Are right there. Could have fired right, right, through the, right through the chicken right. wire, right? Yeah. Yep. That was the other thing I <laughs> yeah. thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you have to go inside? It made no it's, sense whatsoever. It's almost like they said, "Okay, we need the we need the sanctuary people to get out." So how are we going to do this? Yeah. Okay, we'll have the kid do it. Well, why would the kid do it? Oh, yeah, because it's he's very gonna, lazy. It's almost like this reverse logic. Well, they need they need mess. two things. They need to know exactly. They need to up their numbers again to replace people that died, right? So they can kind of play with the numbers a little bit because some of them stayed. The ones that were pushing the gate. Close. Right, so in this state, the again, whole time. You're right. You don't need the kid to do that. Like, no, that's my... you didn't. You didn't. But that's their laziness of, of getting those two things done quickly. Is to get the 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 one the saviors that are going to change sides and fight for Hilltop and get the ones out of there that are are you know going to go what, back to the saviors. Was they I the only it. one that rolled his eyes or her eyes when they sh- to start all this crap off? They focus on the fact that it's a full moon that night, and yeah, then all this yeah. weird crap starts happening. I'm like, yeah. seriously? They thought it was like, oh, I'm this like, is holy this cow! Is, this is this is nuance. We're doing. We're, <laughs> we're going to set up some nuance in our well in our show. To tag on to Russ's lazy writing comment, they could have still done it lazily and still made sense in the fact that that's not like it's some iron and concrete pen that was built. If yeah. there's enough chaos going on, they could rush that chicken wire and break down oh, an area. Of course they could have. So instead of doing the stupid thing with um, Child of the Corn Henry or whatever, just have <laughs> just have during the chaos going on of the, un, the, the dead rising, the wounded that died rising, they just rush the gate and get out of there. And still... Split them up. The people that want to stay, stay. Mm-hmm. Everything else. You well, I, stupid writing you, with that. You're, you're right because once the zombie came out of the group in the in the cages, they could just that. That's the chaos right there to, to make them just get the hell out. Exactly. Of there. But but you know that the other thing they want to probably do that's lazy is we need Morgan to go crazy again. Oh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna probably kill this kid. And have Morgan push just him off go the deep completely, edge. Yeah, yeah, make him go bad crazy, and now he'll be ready to go off to the other show because he'll have that guilt. Because all of a sudden, even though it's not his fault, and he'll, he'll I walk know, to Texas. I don't even know how it's his fault. Like he'll, I don't even know how this child. It, it is his fault. That this child's brother got killed, and, well, the, boy, and the boy wants vengeance. Well, like, I think I think well the guilt fault? is coming from he taught Henry how to use the the pike. 
and he used it to kill Gavin, which... Yeah, but he taught a lot. I'm sure they had to train a lot of them to fight. Well, I think... No, but but Morgan taught the kid himself, you know. Well, and part of it is going to be his... The fact that they lied to the kid, right? Like, that... It, it's it's kind of all of the above. It's like they taught him how to fight. He kind of encouraged it. And then they lied to him, which kind of set him on this path where, I mean, I don't I don't buy it. I think Morgan's going to be sane again by the time he goes to fear. I don't think he's going to be crazy Morgan on fear. That's just my, my <laughs> I have no. That, Can you imagine him dealing with Madison? That's it. <laughs> or I have to walk away. Stay away from my kids. You're up. crazy. Or I have to. Yeah, I know. Or I have to walk away from this life. I have to. I have to move on. Nick, I can't. I can't be in civilized world right now. Yeah, Nick, this guy from from Georgia, he's crazy. He's crazy. Right. Stay away from him. Craig, you're, you're my podcasting bro, but that's the worst Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, don't let. Don't listen to him, Craig. Don't listen to him at all. It was like I was envisioning her right in my she mind. She says that. She goes, up. Nick, Nick. We're going we to have to get you a girlfriend if you're thinking that that's a good voice of her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chubb. Oh, five points for Griffin to go on that one. Oh, no. So upstairs, Tobin tries to eat someone else and says, actually, again, I'll say it again. Tobin makes a hell of a walker. He's a big He's a big dude. Tobin got a lot of food. Man. He and he's like he aggressive. He was throwing his like his whole weight on these people. And, and he, like, he ate. Yeah, he was like a vampire. Like, he, he seriously, and hold them down, and then he would eat. He was. He was a great walker. He may have been the best one I've seen in a long time. He was strong. Yeah, like, he had strength to him. He was you know? dangerous. Yeah, he's dangerous. So Tobin tries to eat. He's like three or four people at least. Carol rushes in and sees Tobin, pulls him off somebody else, and puts him down with with his with her knife, of course. Uh, Daryl, Maggie, and Rick rush in, and uh, what do they say? He wasn't bit, but he turned. Right. Yeah. And Rick realizes. Now we put the clues together. <laughs> yeah, we put the clues together. <laughs> <laughs> Rick goes to work. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't bit, but they turned. <laughs> Rick realizes Negan's bat was covered in Walker blood. He's using Walker guts to make them kill their own. Uh, so he, yeah, he puts two and two together, like you said. Hilltopper in bed realizes he's infected by the wound on his arm. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Whatever happened to him? Did, did somebody kill him? Like, we didn't even see what happened to him. Like, it just. Like, I think it was just kind of implied. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they can't. What, Carol just went in with the knife and took him out? Yeah. Probably. Later, Tara sits on a bed surrounded by Enid, Rosita, and others. Rick and Daryl enter. Tara questions how this happened. And then again, they say the saviors did something to their weapons. Everyone they cut up got shot. They all turned. Um, they realize that this means Tara will die too. But again, we're not really sure. When we were out there, you said you were done waiting. I could have killed him, Daryl says. I should have. He wanted to be here, Tara insists. Again, she's defending uh, Dwight again. Mm-hmm. Outside, Sadiq wrestles with walkers. Alden rescues him. Maggie finds him and learns that the saviors are trying to escape. Alden insists that he stayed for a reason, despite having plenty of chances to run. He's like, look, I want to be with you guys. They all left. They ran. I stayed here. A couple other people stayed here. He wants to really be a hilltopper bad. He don't want to be a yeah, soldier anymore. Yeah, look, look. My hair is clean. I, I got shampoo. <laughs> I know. He looked like he washed I'm, up some. Yeah, I'm a good guy. I'm one of you guys. Man. The next day, Carol and Ezekiel search for Henry. The kid is missing. Enid comes in to tell everyone that Henry broke into the pen before escaping. Uh, everyone rushes to find him, but Morgan stays behind. 
hearing from Gavin once again. This is and Jim. Well, what does he say? You know what it is. And this is, he gets a little, he gets a little loud too at the end, right? He kind of starts screaming it. You know what it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you dig it? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. The Macho Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the ghost of the Macho Man. <laughs> but but seriously, though, no. seriously, though, no. I don't know what it is. So tell me, seriously, though. No. Space no, is the know, place. You know what it is. You know the, what it is. Ah, oh, come on. No, you know. Off. The cream will I, rise to the top. <sighs> you know what, it is. know what it is. I'll never know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what it is. It's his cheese maker. It's his cheese maker that, friend. But yeah. I don't, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's Later. Some shit you doing a road trip. That's some shit you do on a road trip. You, get, <laughs> yeah. and you start to get on each other's nerves. You know when you really start effing with each other when you're on a road trip with your buddy, and you're like, you, you know what it is. Are we, are we there yet? Right you know what it is. You're out of the car. <laughs> it's it's the new. Uh, that's what she said. That's what she yeah. said. <laughs> From the go. office. That's funny. You know what it is. You know what it is. Later, Maggie watches Jerry and Jesus bury more bodies. Uh, Maggie has remorse for luring the saviors here in an effort to kill Negan. Rick walks away as everyone stands near the much larger graveyard. Uh, I think that's the end of the episode. That's it. Yeah, that's when yeah, it Maggie ends with says, the, the cost. Mm-hmm. The cost. cost. Yeah, the cost. Yeah, and then they show all the all the uh, graves. The graves. Then the fresh yeah. ones. Because it was like, what? There was like four or five there before, and now there's... Yeah, I think there was like 14 or 15 total. Yeah, yeah so, so like They lost there, about yeah. 10, right? And then you said the Saviors lost yeah. more. Usually they lost more like, like 20. Yeah, at least. I okay. think it's close to 30. But and then you hear in the background a faint, you know what it is. And somebody says, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. God dang it. That's pretty funny. So before we get to our Buster Ratings, we actually have a re- uh, Aaron, who didn't join us this evening, he actually did a review for not only he gave us his Buster Rating, but he also gave us his uh, review on hashtag Red Machete. Brought to you by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Moss. So, actually, if we can read that first, then we'll do the Busters. Then we can get, we can actually do your first sponsor, then the Busters. Jim, do you have his, um, his yeah, review in front right of you? Yeah, I've got it right here. Okay, great. Do you want to read the Red uh, Machete part? Uh, sure. Do you want me to read the whole thing? No, or? just read the Red Machete, and then we'll do his Buster at the okay. end. How's that? Sure. Cool. Yes. This, walk, this week's Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Moss was another game-changing episode of The Walking Dead Presents, hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Mom. <laughs> it would, after all this time, that the Red Machete has returned to a member of the original group that held on to it. What does this all mean for Walking Dead Presents, hashtag Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell, hashtag Live Moss timeline? Well, I'm not sure. But maybe we'll get even more of a crossover than the full-length shows can provide. We'll see. Was that your Shatner impression? Like, were you trying to like emphasize it a little bit, or what was that? No, I'm just trying to give the importance of uh, the Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete presented by Taco Bell. Live Moss hashtag Live Moss. The uh, the you know, prominence it is due. Thank you. He must have went, he must like practice that. You know, for like does. 20 minutes every time before the show starts. You know it it's it's way too smooth. Like it's way no. too smooth. This is Aaron. His he's, he's quick on his tongue. To shut up. He's, he's, he's channeling his. 
Well, that and his professional photographer takes pictures of him as he does face well, expressions. Well, Stephen Yeun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he really practices. He does the whole thing. He does his And he's probably. channeling his inner Billy D. <laughs> we haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard that in a while. Well, fear when fear comes back. That's, that's cool. true, yeah, because that's Strand, right? Strand is... is, is yeah, that's uh, Strand. Yeah, that's, that's true. Strand. He's a scoundrel. Dramatic <laughs> <laughs> gas mine. Uh, all right, well, thank you, uh, Jim. appreciate that. So let's get a quick word from our sponsor. Um, whoever can take that away. Russ, maybe? or I'll do. Okay. Our sponsor for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast is dcbservice.com and instocktrades.com uh, the end of the month is nearing uh, so you can head over to dcbservice.com and uh, get in before the month changes into mm-hmm. April where the new deals and the new specials and the new previews catalog comes out uh, so you still have a few days they don't mind late orders so if, you, if you're if you a little behind in listening to this and you're like oh wait a minute it's April the 3rd uh, no fear uh, no pun intended um you could you could still get your order in. They will take it, uh, and then you could have the joy of looking at the April orders uh, to to see what what goodies are in store for there. Um, tons of Walking Dead stuff. Uh, the monthly comics. There's always some statues, uh, you know, posters, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and then you could also head over to InStock Trades where you can get all of the trade paperbacks, the compendiums, the hardcovers, the Omnibuy. Uh, any way you like The Walking Dead, they have it over there. And Image loves money, so they keep those things in print. So you don't have to worry <laughs> about it being out of print and not being able to get oh. your favorite arc because um, they have it all there. So uh, at, at awesome prices, anywhere between typically between 40 and 50% off of the cover price. Um, and unlike Amazon, the boxes, your shipment will uh, arrive at your doorstep um, pristinely packed. Um, and not all jacked up, so you won't have to worry about nicked corners and damaged, uh, damaged vacuum goods. Sealed, vacuum yes. sealed, uh, vacuum sealed styrofoam that holds it all in place. Yeah. So if you're freakazoid like me and get all bent out of shape when your you know, when your books have dings and dents and cracked spines and stuff like that, uh, have no fear because they will take good care of you. So uh, we thank DCB Service and InStockTrades.com for their support of the Walking Dead TV podcast. And, yeah, if just you, to, and if you hear that from Russ, you know that's yep, the that is. You've just heard the word. Yes, right Nothing now on the stock trades. Trade. If if mm. any if there are any other Jack Kirby fans out there on in stock trades right now, the Fourth World Omnibus is forty two percent off. So I think I'm going to have to purchase that. Hmm. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Let's uh, thank you for the word from our sponsor. Let's get to our Buster ratings. Mr. Richard Chub Toad Sheldon, what do you give in this episode? Well, if we were looking and grading just the first 10, 15 minutes, it would be out of the park, probably 4, 4.5. Yeah. But then I have to look at the episode as a whole and, and how it pretty much just teased us up to a point and then just fell apart and then just got plain stupid. Um, with lazy writing, as Russ said, and I, I I'm giving it a a, a I, I want to give it less, but I'm gonna give it two uh, two busters. But it just was not. It was very disappointing. It, it was a great setup in the beginning, and then just. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Russell Latham. 
Uh, I was pretty hard on this episode overall, but there were a lot of things I did like about him. I, I, I did like overall the action. I like where the group is kind of positioned after after this. I do like the fact that uh, the fact that the the infected kind of caused chaos within the ranks. I don't like necessarily the way it was done, but I, I think it added a kind of interesting dynamic uh, that we knew was coming. So. Um, so, you know, the two big flaws in the writing aside, I still give it a three and a half out of five. Okay. Daryl. Uh, I will have to give it a two and a half, I guess. Um, it, it did have some stuff I like to see. The battles the, the, were great. Um, but it just felt like it wasn't a complete episode. It looked like we didn't get a full full episode out of it. And, and some of that stuff to, with the kids... It's something they do all the time. They they do too many times in The Walking Dead. Um, it annoyed the hell out of me. So it had to be two a, two and a half. Uh, busters. Gotcha, Jim. Oh, like they used to say on the old show, the facts of life. If you take the good, you take the bad. Um, there was good good in this episode. There was That's also fun. some stuff that just made me like scratch my head. Uh, so it's kind of a wash for me. And we end up giving it a two point five. Wow. Um, I will give it a 3.25, and I'll explain why. Um, the action beginning in the first quarter of the episode was really, really good, as Chubb was saying. That moved the needle quite ahead for me. I love There were some really good shots there. I know they were hard to see. Um, I had Rick throwing that AK-47. That gave it like a quarter buster right there, just seeing that again. Uh, there's some cool little shots, cool little stuff in this episode, but then it really, the, the problem I had was the pacing, where it was going so fast and so good, it's like, all right, all right, all right, and then they just slammed on the brakes, went, and just slowed everything down, and then that, obviously, buffoonery with the guy falling down the stairs was ridiculous, and I have a big problem with the, like I said, the the science of getting bit and turning. I still think they were very clear about the fever time, and now it's they're changing that now, too, so... I have a problem with some of the consistencies, but overall, the action and some of the little stuff put it over the top. So 3.25 for me. I'll actually read uh, Aaron's review here, too. I have it right in front of me. Uh, he says, hey, guys, sorry I couldn't make it for tonight's episode. I'm a bit busy seeing the Beard Tackle Nostalgia, the movie. Spoilers. Ready was- Player One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, decode that for everybody. Thank you. Uh, spoil, spoilers, it was probably amazing. However, I did not have thoughts on this week's episode. Uh, do not send us astray. Starts off pretty well and a fun action setup and battle. The show delivers on seeing different strategies at play. Maggie leads well. Simon tries to add some surprise, even if he ultimately fails. However, after this battle, everything heads to Dumbtown on the 2 o'clock train. Between the forced switch-up of roles between Tara and Daryl and the more-than-dumb staging of the zombie attack sequence, I had to make sure I could hold on to my eyes in case they rolled out of my head during this episode. At least Henry had an excuse for his stupidity. He's a dumb, messed-up kid. When do the hilltops stop having patrols in place? I guess he said the same thing you guys are, for that matter. Especially the night after an attack. How is everyone sleeping so easily during the tensest time in their lives? It's a lot of weird holes like this that took away from a really gory zombie action sequence and a reminder that the zombies are a great danger. So yeah, started off well and then got dumb. 2.5 busters. Thanks, Aaron, for phoning that in. We appreciate that, and I hope the... uh, that, that beard tackle nostalgia movie was pretty good. We look forward to your review on that one. All right, but who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. Check us out, facebook.com slash uh, 
actually just do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast. It's easier. Uh, hit join group, and then we can get you into the group. You can leave your very own Buster ratings for the Walking Dead, Toby ratings for Fear of the Walking Dead. Very lively group. A lot of fun memes and pictures uh, submitted throughout the week. Very uh, very fun stuff there. So it's definitely a good good place to check out if you're a fan of the show. You get to have your own Buster ratings read by the one and only Jim Dietz. Jim, would you take it away, please? Also wanted to mention Aaron Newworth's uh, weekly reviews of each episode of The Walking Dead pop up on our uh, Facebook group as well. If you want to hear a little more in-depth uh, review action, uh, he writes for WeLiveEntertainment.com every week. He does uh, an in-depth review of each uh, episode of The Walking Dead, so you might want to check that out as well. Plus, a little side note. Um, with the little thing they did with The Walking Dead and the terror by misleading us with our TV guides and whatnot. Uh, if you remember The Walking Dead Facebook group, you would have known about that ahead of time. You wouldn't have been thinking it was a two-hour episode because we spread the word. Um, <laughs> our our people, ju- people jumped right on that like a duck on a June bug. So another good reason to join our Facebook group. Uh, we start this week with Brent Jones. Three misleading TV guides out of five. Hey, speak of the devil. Uh, Daryl, super machine gun motorcycle mods aside, what a letdown. That's right. All all this build up to a fight at the hilltop, and that's what it was? Why didn't they have a crew to flank the saviors like they've done every single other pre-planned battle? Uh, I did enjoy the episode with the hype of the battle at hilltop combined with the fake out of the guide saying it was a two-hour show. It was a letdown. Does that make sense? Um, that stat like last week where 40% of the series has revolved around the saviors is fascinating. No wonder we were also ready for it to conclude. Uh, Jenny Cox, one out of five busters. Ouch. Uh, so I'm no expert, but the entire thing felt thrown together. So now they have to worry about infections? How has that never been an issue before? I've been a loyal fan, but I may have to start watching American Idol, and I can't stand Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty brutal. Uh, Kevin Berry, four AMC has been promoting the one-hour premiere of The Terror for a few weeks. If anyone... If anything, everyone should be happy because they did not give us an extra long episode <laughs> filmed with the potential love triangle filler between Carol Tobin and the King before he turned and ruined a perfectly good nap everyone deserved after defending the hilltop. <gasps> Out of five. <laughs> That's all one thing there. So I liked the opening battle and enjoyed this episode outside of another annoying kid making another stupid decision. Maybe that's why they got rid of Carl. They have a different kid now to make the bad moves. Um, Charlie Messing, I'm giving this one the Buster rating of a two. With everything that happened in this episode, it could have really been great, but everyone all sad and moping around dragged down the episode. Maggie, Carol, Rick, little blank stain looking for his brother's killer, and poor Morgan going nuts again. It was just too much of that. Even I was moping around by every time someone said how great a leader Maggie is while knowing that AMC is just going to let her walk away. Just killed it for me. Oh, F it. One Buster. No, make it a one Toby rating. Ooh, oh, wow. to- that's wow. Oh, wow. We changed scales bring- going to the Toby ratings. Is that what we're doing? Bringing in the Tobys. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, they are lesser than the Busters. Yeah, fear is lesser than the proper. It's got well, a, well it's that, got a curve. That, that, it's, got, it's got a bell curve to it. That may be it. changing yeah. now, though. It might be changing where fear is actually better. That's true. You know, you're right. Well, that, that could be. Yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, Susan Monk, two point six night shift guards taking the night off out of five. Exactly, Susan. Oh, wow, there are some really sound sleepers not to notice all that walker noise close by. <laughs> Henry needs to go look at the flowers with Carol. Of course, Carol had to be the one to take out Walker Tobin. Tara hasn't shown any signs of infection yet, so she may be okay. Uh, Cheryl Morse Goodman, weird marketing aside, I have two Buster ratings for the show. For the first half, I give a 4.5 lunch lady turned nurses out of five. 
I really liked the battle. I thought it was interesting and well-orchestrated, dramatic, and exciting. The second half of the episode, however, I give it a three, two soundly sleeping hilltoppers out of five. Who doesn't shut the door or post guards after an extremely violent shootout? Did no one hear the guy falling down the stairs? I know y'all are tired, but damn, too many damn questions. <laughs> um, Mike Jones, two, four ten-penny towers out of five. Oh, nice Fallout reference there, dude. Uh, I really enjoyed the carnage, but no Negan was a bummer. I think the show is stronger staying near the source material. Dodge truck in the opening scene. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Belt ram tough. Uh, 4-1-800-QUICK-RICK yeah. with cutting off limbs to save lives out of five. Wow, that even rhymed. <laughs> I only wish they showed what was going on with Negan. Lots of storylines connected finally. Uh, Tara and the Gov, she brought it up. Totally know who the savior is who helps Maggie now, and I'm fine with it. I like him. A great episode. I want to keep talking, but Jim is probably tired of reading me. <laughs> Not at all, Johnny. You keep on writing, brother. I uh, can't wait to hear from you guys. And more important, super excited about the HHWLOD Americans cast. All right. Cool, dude. Um, Michael Santana, 2.5 ex-boyfriend turned zombies out of five. Uh, pretty good. The first half of the episode with some action actually resembling war. I still don't buy that a few walkers would go rampaging through a house full of post-apocalyptic survivors like that, but whatever. Uh, Ian Roswell, 4.25, all-you-can-eat buffet out of five. <laughs> Almost a spot-on episode. Yeah, man, he's a growing boy. Um, <laughs> not anymore, not anymore, though. Uh, enjoyed the battles, enjoyed minor character development, enjoyed the last words of Tobin, which condemned him. Didn't enjoy winging Rick. Are we back to the hold? Who killed my brother rubbish again? And Tara's U-turn. I'm really surprised she isn't dizzy by all this turning. Um, Mary Turk Pekia, I give the first 15 minutes a solid five busters. After that, well, I'm floating between a two and 2.5. The plan to fight the survivors was excellent. Or the saviors, I think is what she meant to write. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I didn't think Simon or Dwight would die. It was still an exciting Simon to watch, and then it all went to hell. No guards or lookouts after being attacked by the saviors? Did I miss something? Wasn't it the last episode with Tara being, oh, you can't switch sides, and now she's okay with Dwight? And yes, I think she was saved again by him with a clean arrow. Poor Tobin. I knew his days were numbered. Yeah. Uh, Joe Jans brings up a good uh, good, good point here. Uh, who the hell train is training this hilltop how to shoot? Stormtroopers from Star Wars? Exactly. The lights came on and no one died? <laughs> Ugh. I'll give it a 1.5. <laughs> Oh, Alpinder saying, ha wrote in, one stupid kid out of five, my first buster for 8B, worst episode by far, bad leading, bad writing leading to stupid decisions being made, uh, maybe the fear factor is key here too, revamp the whole GD show, PS, who cares about the extras being killed off, zero feelings for the season, this is a major turnoff, but then, he puts in the gif, when I thought they were, that I was out, they pulled me back in, uh, from, uh, from the Godfather, so... Uh, Scott Homan, 3.5 out of 5. I like the overall plot of this episode, but I thought a lot of little things could have been handled better. And then finally, DeRay Irvin wrote in with, uh, this post did not appear for me until this morning, so I'll just say this. Sadiq is fine. Ooh. I hope I got enough eyes in there for you. And Susan Monk seems to agree with the gift that she posted. Uh, Richard, Chopper Cherry Charrington, 4. Will Maggie tell that kid to look at the flowers already out of 5? <laughs> Um, I read the comments above. There doesn't seem to be much love for this episode. I really enjoyed it. And for me, it's one of the best of the season. My only gripe is Rick is a rubbish shot. Uh, the amount of times he had, he's had chances to kill Simon or Negan and missed. Looking forward to next week. 
Uh, Rob Cook wrote in with four hopeful busters out of the five. As I haven't watched the episode yet, but I want to get my vote in. <laughs> I'm in for the ride. Watching it now whilst Hardwick is on. And let's get through it together, guys. That's did we, right. Did we get through it together? Did we do it? We got to get through it together. Together. That's right. A lot happened. A lot happened. Uh, Gail Tidwell, three ambient out of five. The battle was fine, but the next night made it look like our folks were too stupid to live. The night after a major attack by the Saviors, everybody just passed out. Um, why are they keeping the key to the prisoner's yard right next to the AK Henry had? A walker fell down 800 steps and nobody woke up? Come on. <laughs> Carolyn Zeke knew Henry was a little psycho and none of them thought to tie his little crazy ass up. Uh, why is Sadiq preaching every freaking week? Is there's a time and a place for everything? And Sadiq, now ain't the time. Zip it. Sadly, the wrong doctor died last night. <laughs> and Ouch. finally, David B. Yeah, that's that's cruel, man. That's cold. Uh, David B. the third wrote in a three out of five digging graves in BMX full body protective gear redux. Uh, what a change each episode makes when Jeffrey January directs instead of Greg Nicotero. It was going pretty good, pretty great, actually, up until they redid the Prison Sickness episode again, especially when the walker falls down the stairs and not a single person heard his Chevy Chase slapstick stair-falling comedy routine. <laughs> uh, had that been written differently, I would have likely given this episode one more point. The moment Carol had with Undead Tobin also didn't sit well with me since I was never able to connect with his character. However, I do look forward to understanding where they're going with Sadiq and Jadis. Uh, P.S. My biologist wife reminded me in last week's episode that they should be able to make a vaccine from Father Gabe if he truly recovered from his infection. Plus, there's got to be more doctors in the Metro D.C. area if Sadiq wasn't work out, doesn't work out, or if other infected survivors exist elsewhere. Could be a spinoff called The Last Ship. I have an idea about a pilot episode. <laughs> Send that along. So, thank you all for writing in. Uh, we only have a few more episodes left. By all means, so join the Facebook group, and you too can let us know how you feel about each episode with the Buster ratings. Excellent. Thank you, Jim, for doing that as always. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on uh, on this tonight's episode? No. I mean, no, not really. I just realized that I was disappointed and forgot to mention that I was really looking forward to seeing Jadis and Negan after the last week's episode, but not surprised that they're holding that off. Did you see the preview, though? Did you see the little sneak preview? No, because no, yeah. I wasn't going to sit through till the first commercial of the terror. It's crazy. Well, there's there's the preview, and then there's the sneak preview, and the sneak preview is like nuts. You'll see it. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. You can watch it, but it's... Uh, I'll go look for it, yeah. Yeah, I think you won't be disappointed next week if you want. If that's what you want to see, I think you're going to get it next week. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Like you said, just it was a little mixed bag, but uh, overall, we're getting somewhere. We don't know where we're going, but we're going We're going somewhere. We got, what, another uh, three episodes to go for this season. And we're going to get there together. Together. Do it together. We're do it together. We've already won. We've already won. <laughs> you know what it is. We're all, you know, we're all here. We're all in this together. All yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, we're we're hard all here. I know. I've got, I've got Carl's letters right here in my hand. They're on the table. They're on that little coffee table now. He's got them there. We're gonna read it. Let's yeah. read it together as a group. We're gonna read it to get through this. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up together. So when our listeners can't hear us talking zombies or we're not talking zombies, where can they listen to us with our other broadcasts? Richard, what about you? What are you doing nowadays? 
Uh, you can hear me with uh, Daryl and Jim and our buddy Jerry as we discuss DC television shows each week. Uh, the CW stuff, Gotham. Um, I, looks like we're going to start talking about Krypton. I don't know if we'll keep talking yeah. about Krypton. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The pilot wasn't bad. So far. I like uh, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. So, what, what network like, is it on? Is that on like um, sci-fi? Sci-fi. sci-fi? Oh, sci-fi. Okay. Sci-fi. Okay. Sci-fi. Yep. yep. So you can hear me on there. You can catch me on the, the Twitter grams at chubtoad01. Excellent. Russell. Uh, just tune into hhwled.com. Uh, we should have hopefully an It's All Connected episode coming out soon. Uh, there's been some developments news-wise today that'll be fun to talk about, and we got to get caught up on Jessica Jones Season 2 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and stay tuned to the feed. Uh, so later this week, Jim and I should be recording... Uh, an episode on the season premiere of The Americans. Uh, and so we'll just pop this up on this feed in the master feed. Uh, Aaron should be joining us. It was kind of his idea. So uh, he'll be joining us next, starting next week. He's got, uh, he's got Hollywood stuff this week. Yeah, he's so got he the money hat, the money bed. It's hard to That's yeah, right. you know, That's right. pull that down and do podcasting. You know, it's a lot to, to juggle. All right, great. Daryl. Uh, yeah, you could just uh, you catch me on Twitter at the Voice One Two Three and see uh, other podcasts that are on the network, uh, or you can or just go to Taylor Network on iTunes or Google or Stitcher Radio, and all the uh, podcasts that are on the network are available. Some are with Russ, some are with Jim, and they're all great. <laughs> That's great, Jim. Uh, as you mentioned, DC TV podcast. Uh, I'm on Nothing's On every week with Daryl and Donnie. Uh, we just dropped a new episode today, actually, more of a, a general TV and movie podcast. Uh, in addition to the Americans podcast that you mentioned, also um, Heavy Gigs in Seaside City, also on the Taylor Network, and uh, uh, Paradigm Shift, another uh, uh, actual play Pathfinder show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. Excellent. Well, I'm not talking zombies with you guys. I'm talking about cars with my co-host Teddy on the Auto Chat Show. AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com slash Auto Chat Show. We review new cars, discuss cars, and really just anything uh, automobile related. Uh, lately, it's been a lot of new car reviews. We just mostly recently did the Toyota Highlander. Um, we've got uh, the actually the Jacob Javits show coming up this week, so we'll do. A, we usually do a special uh, broadcast just from that, the New York International Auto Show. So, got a couple of interviews lined up from from that, and um, just it's usually a pretty good one. Uh, after we usually have a pretty decent uh, wrap up show after that, and we've got several new car reviews, uh, including the Lexus RCF, uh, among a few others. So, if you're into that, stay tuned. A lot of new cars coming up. All right, folks. So, when, when who wants to close it out tonight? I think Jim did. Right? I got it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, you, you got it, Jim. Well, I thought you just I no, it, say what he was going to say. Me, right. Yeah. All right. So, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, find you a girl that'll save you the last turnip. <laughs> wow. You know what it is. Thank you. I was waiting for it, Jim. That's what, was, that's, what, that's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. Sorry. Dang it, Jim. I hope no. Damn it, Jim. Your name is Jim. Ship that was out of just danger. on. Ship out of danger. Yeah, that's, that's right. That was just on yesterday. Which one? Three? 
Yeah, two. It just started yesterday. Well, three. Three is where your name is Jim, right? He gets his memory back. Oh, ship out. Oh, of I thought you said ship out of danger. Oh, well, that was. Yeah. Well, he said it in both. Right? Okay, all right, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. True. Yeah, that's it. That is true. <laughs>